I'm Brett Chang, and this is your Peak Daily for Monday, July 24th, 2023, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Peak Pals, happy belated birthday to Golden Retrievers everywhere who celebrated their 155th anniversary as a breed. They did so in style at the Goosacken. It's a tough Scottish word. I think that's how you say it. Goosacken House in Scotland, where the first ever Golden Retriever litter was born. And believe it or not, over 400 Golden Retrievers attended the birthday celebration in Scotland. And we don't love clickbait over here at the Peak Daily. We try to keep it just to what you need to know. But seeing all these dogs really is worth the watch. So we've included a link to the video in the bio to start off your week. Now, other than dog birthdays, we've got a great episode for you today. For our first story, El Nino could mean higher food prices. For our second story, fine wines value takes a hit. And for our last story, the race is on to make flying cheaper. For our first story, get ready to cross some more squares off your extreme weather bingo card because El Nino is here. Now, driving the news, El Nino, which is a popular weather phenomena that shifts temperatures and intensifies climate conditions, is currently underway and likely to become unusually strong later in the year. This year's El Nino is unprecedented in that it's colliding with the ongoing effects of climate change like record hot oceans, which could make it even more severe. And this all matters because adding El Nino into the extreme weather mix will disrupt agricultural production around the world and could cause shortages that drive up food prices. A combination of drought, flooding, and extreme heat, yes, El Nino really can do all of that, is likely to disrupt harvests across Latin America, Africa, and parts of Asia. A strong El Nino could lift food prices by as much as 50%, according to analysis by the asset management firm Schroeder's. But it's difficult under normal circumstances to predict with certainty what the net impact of weather events like El Nino will be. That's even more true now that climate change is in the mix. For example, El Ninos can cause warmer winters in areas like the Canadian prairies and lead to better harvests. But in 1999 to 2005, they also brought spring droughts that ultimately reduced food output costing billions. And here's the bottom line. This year's El Nino will add more uncertainty and chaos to the global economy and supply chains, something we have had quite enough of already. Thank you very much. For our second story, if you followed in Jay-Z's footsteps and locked up some expensive bottles of wine as a retirement investment, you might be looking for a refund right about now. Here's what's driving the news. Fine wines pitched to investors as a safe store of value have turned out to be not so safe after all, with values falling amid a rebound in the stock market. Fine wine has had a compound annual growth rate of 10% over the last 30 years, according to one index that tracks prices of fine wines. But prices have dropped over 2% so far this year, while the S&P 500 is up nearly 20%. To catch you up, interest exploded in alternative assets like wine, whiskey, and handbags, thanks to a combo of pandemic-era boredom, new DIY alternative investment platforms, and a long period of low interest rates. Now, the fact that these prices are declining matters because the true test of alternative assets staying power will come now that they are getting beaten by the good old stock market. But prices may be down at the moment, but the value of wine has fared better than the stock market during recent episodes of economic turmoil. During the period that captures the pandemic onset between January 1st and March 31st of 2020, the S&P 500 fell 23%, while an index of fine wines was only down 4%. The same scenario unfolded during the 2008 financial crisis. The S&P 500 plummeted almost 40%, while the wine index fell just 0.6%. And here's the bottom line. 
Fine wine investments may not be completely safe from economic volatility, but given its stable performance during tough times, wine investors probably won't be hitting the panic button or popping corks either just yet. For a third story, in addition to adding oat milk and Aperol spritzes to their in-flight menu, Air Canada is making moves to add more sustainable aviation fuel, which is called SAF. The nation's largest airline entered an agreement with SAF producer Air Company to use its unique power-to-liquid aviation fuel. Now, unlike SAFs, which blend regular jet fuel with biomasses like vegetable oil or animal, Air Company's fuel is made without fossil fuels using green hydrogen and captured CO2. Earlier this year, Air Canada bought 9.5 million liters of SAF from Nestle, the current market leader in biomass-based jet fuels. And zoom out. Dozens of companies around the world are currently competing to devise the greatest, most viable jet fuel, using everything from corn to rabbit poop in their elixirs. Around 499,000 commercial flights flew globally on some blend of SAF as of mid-2023, per the Center of Aviation. And this all matters because aviation only accounts for a bit more than 2% of human-caused emissions. is expected to be one of the most difficult sectors to decarbonize. SAFs are able to cut emissions by up to 90% in some cases, making them a promising technology for greening air travel. However, widespread adoption of SAFs is still up in the air as there is doubt that they can be cost-effectively mass-produced. Right now, biomass-based SAFs cost anywhere between two to four times as much to make than traditional fuel. Power-to-liquid fuels are even pricier. And this kind of brings us to the bottom line. The race is on to figure out a way to make flying cleaner. At last month's Paris Air Show, Canada announced a $350 million investment to accelerate the aviation industry's transition, including a focus on alternative fuels. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thanks, Peak Pals, and have a great week. <music>